Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, your source for breaking news, business trends, and economic forecasts here and abroad that impact one-third of America's economy. And now your hosts, Lou Weiss and Tim Grady. Tim, thank you for joining us in this Manufacturing Talk Radio. Lou and I are going to be speaking with Tom LaFave today, who's president and CEO of Anchor Harvey, which is a forging operation closed by, if I understand it correctly, and Tom will correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but we're going to be talking about some of the rather clever things that Anchor Harving has done under Tom's leadership to really change their business model and change their revenue stream. So, Lou, you had an interesting conversation with Tom and touched on lots of great subjects. Well, we did, and uh, we had a conversation uh, last, and uh, which was we had a lot of fun with that. Um, this is the first time we're actually having a, um, uh, a, a cord shop on the air, uh, which, uh, as most of you know, I have uh, all metals and forge group. So uh, having a, an aluminum closed die uh, company on the air and uh, the fact that we uh, know one another from a distance uh, mm-hmm. will make it a little bit more fun and a little bit different. One of the things, and I just want to bring it up, uh, that Tom uh, told me that what he's doing in terms of marketing and strategy, and it sounded a little bit like me, and not to be braggadocious, but uh, he has uh, uh, internalized the digital world within his company. Uh, I think that this is a great lesson for to uh, get behind the buggy and, uh, you know, get on your robot and start becoming part Mm -hmm. of the 21st century. So that being said, Tom, thanks for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. Looking forward to it. So, okay. Would you like me to tell you a little bit about my background and how how we wound up with uh, where we're at today? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Uh, Lou, just like you, I've been in forging now for, for myself 29 years. Uh, okay. I'm, not an aluminum, I'm not an aluminum purist because the first 12 years were spent in, in steel, steel forging. But the last 17 have been uh, at Anchor Harvey in, in aluminum. Anchor right. Harvey is kind of unique. We're, we're a closed-eye uh, aluminum forge shop, but our claim to fame is we control all the inputs into the forging process. So on billet furnaces, on presses, we know exactly the temperatures in different zones or the tonnage that a press is hitting. That is all collected data, and it appears on the operator's computer screen right next to his head. It appears on TV screens and the production offices, engineering offices, maintenance office, and our our fortunate maintenance crew has phones that beep and go off if there's a sudden amp pull higher than normal on a motor. So we've taken the inputs and kind of brought them all together and honed them into a very narrow window. And what that means in, in English is that the first piece is like the 100,000th piece that we make. Consistency is really our claim to fame. So that being said, 
uh, and you, I, I won't ask you how many dollars you've invested in uh, joining the 21st century, uh, <laughs> because I have a fairly good idea, because we joined the 21st century while it was still the 19th century. Um, the point being, what have you... Uh, what where what have you do you know where you've benefited aside from quality have you benefited in in time have you benefited in lower costs have you benefited in better delivery I mean, where what what's the bottom line benefit of making the conversion from a Ford shop to a Ford shop that happens to be digital well, for us, it dealt a lot with velocity through the shop. We can take an aluminum billet and we can have that completely forged and halfway through the heat treat process in three hours. The final step yeah. of heat treat, of course, is aging. And depending upon what the requirement, whether it's, you know, 8, 12, or 24 hours, that'll be the last part of it. So if uh, somebody is really in a pinch, we can get them parts within about 36 hours, and we, we've done that before. So there, there is virtually no whip in the shop whatsoever. Uh, so all the inventories have gone down. On-time delivery is, is in the upper 90s all the time. And, of course, the quality aspect of it. That helped us grow our business because we had extra capacity. And uh, it's just been wonderful to have. It's been great. Have you benefited at all in regards to supply? Uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear the last part. Yeah, have you benefited at all based on return on investment? I mean, have you yeah. found that your margins have gone up uh, and so on? Yes, they have. It's allowed us to be more competitive in the marketplace in some of the industries we play in. Uh, we have gained a, a lot of market share because my, my cost structure is now lower, and uh, I'm using less labor, and uh, it's yeah, it, it has changed the compl- uh, Anchor Harvey really forever. It evolved over a 10-year period, and over those 10 years, we pretty much quadrupled the business. Wow, yeah, that's amazing. Growth. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, Tom, a couple of things I want to chat with you on. Uh, one is uh, you're uh, an alum of the same college I am, the University of Wisconsin, so go Badgers if you have a football season this year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and social media, you you have embraced, and Lou was talking about you embracing social media in a big way, which had not really been done at Anchor Harvey before your tenure. How has that changed your business? It's changed it uh, dramatically. And I think what's happened with COVID, it accelerated where we were going with it anyways. It just became a necessity because when COVID hit, customers weren't seeing anybody. Prospects didn't want to see you. Trade shows got canceled. You know, the whole world got turned upside down. And then all of a sudden, you're relying on your web page. So you better have a, a very good web page that tells your story. But what we did with our – we have a marketing firm called Red Caffeine. They stepped up, and we, we stepped our campaigns up on LinkedIn with groups and with different groups of engineers. We pumped out brief Anchor Harvey presentations 
to these groups and we could monitor the open rate, the open rate was fantastic because I, I think a lot of the folks were at home and they weren't as busy, so they, they were reading it. Um, we used Facebook to a great extent also. Um, we have appeared in magazines, podcasts. So what we're trying to do is to drive traffic to the web page. We then monitor who, which companies hit our web page. So every morning I get a list of company names, and I can see if a GM or a Boeing who's, who's hit us. And then from right. there we go back, back around, and we go back after those type of companies with more emails and the LinkedIn groups, and we, we go after them again. Um, if we get an opportunity to quote, we have a full-time customer service representative. Her job is to follow up, follow up, and find more the same type of customers. So uh, we have, we're working right now with one salesperson. We have a record number of requests for quotes, and we almost have a record number of new jobs. They've got five more months to go, and uh, it has worked very well. Sounds like it's worked fabulously. You mentioned LinkedIn groups. That's a very clever approach. Um, what kind of software do you have where you get to report each morning on the companies that hit your web, website? Is it like a HubSpot or a Salesforce? Or? It is called LeadFeeder. Uh, what's nice about LeadFeeder is um, you can educate LeadFeeder of what is a good a good hit or a, you know, a, a better hit. If we get uh, folks trying to sell us life insurance, it'll weed those out. Uh, <laughs> it, knows, <laughs> it knows certain names that, that, that will come through. And they give you the web page. Uh, they tell you which, uh, their web page, they'll tell you which pages they hit on our web page, how long did they stay on those pages, so we kind of get a feel, feel for what they're looking at, what they might be interested in. It's called Lead Feeder, though. Great tool. Lead feeder. Well, for our manufacturers who are listening, because this certainly applies to more than just closed eye forging in aluminum. This across the manufacturing spectrum. Sounds like they need to get in gear with something like lead feeder. That's fascinating, Tom. Congratulations on taking the leap into the, uh, the digital world. I'm glad you did it. Well, thanks. Hey, but I was back around, like you guys remember the old Thomas Registers, the green books. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it has come a long way. And it's always yeah, changing, too. Yeah, who's favorite? <laughs> uh, I, I am, um, I was one of their largest uh, uh, advertisers. We took up uh, the, the covers. We took the spines and so on. Uh, we spent a lot of money with them, and, you know, that was the way to go uh, at mm -hmm. the time. And uh, we did a lot of interesting things with uh, Thomas, and uh, but they've changed. The world yes. changed. The Internet yes. changed. Uh, you know, it, it, was, it was unbelievable, the amount of uh, change and effort. And, frankly, um, companies like Thomas, uh, the Blue Book, uh, the mm -hmm. Frazier's Canadian Trade Directory. All of those uh, directories are now changed to digital. And frankly, in my opinion, they only exist because Google lets them. Because, <laughs> because they're not really as valuable as they were 
back in the day. Exactly. Uh, I tend to agree with you because one of the things Anchor Harvey uses, we have a, a gentleman that's called an optimizer, and all he's working on is making sure we got the right keywords. We're understanding the changing Google Analytics. So if you plug in aluminum forging, our goal is to pop up on page one. Um, so you know, an optimizer is something that, you know, back in those days, <laughs> Thomas Net, you didn't need them. And we also do the, the pay-per-click on Google, too, to make sure you do come up on page number one. So we're, we're kind of aggressive out in the net, you, you, and you have to be to drive the traffic to your web page. Yeah, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. Uh, how long are you doing this now, the, di um, the digital aspect? We, we have been doing it casually, I'll say, for about two years. Starting with COVID, though, we had to ramp that up. We had a new web page that came out in Q4 of last year, and that was geared toward becoming AS9100. And, of course, we became certified in mid-March, just in time for the aerospace industry to slow down tremendously. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> as luck would have it. But, you know, the certification has helped us in many ways. But at the same time, we kind of had the marketing plan behind this to kind of push AS9100. We just kind of shifted the focus to the industries we deal with that we knew would be very hot under the COVID situation. So not so much aerospace, but there's first responder type of, of uh, apparatus they use, police departments, military. There are other areas that we could go with our marketing plan, and uh, we continue to spend money through, throughout this COVID period, and that has helped tremendously. So basically, you've, you, as you state, uh, you've pivoted your company to be mm -hmm. able to d deal in different and larger markets. Right. Uh, which, needs, our, which is what needs to be done today because, you know, what's, for example, oil and gas. We, we, were, we, were, we were big in oil and gas. Well, oil and gas isn't big anymore. At yeah. least in uh, in our country, uh, and because of COVID, you know now people people aren't driving around. Um, manufacturing isn't using as much uh, oil and uh, uh, lubricants and so on. So the oil and gas and and fracking, forget about it. Fracking, mm -hmm. um, you know, another six months, people won't even remember the name fracking. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, at Anchor Harvey, our, our book of business, starting at the end of March, beginning of April, really just turned upside down. Uh, forecasts were canceled. Customers didn't know what they were going to be using long term. So as I mentioned, we went to certain industries that we knew would be busy with first responder type equipment. And uh, the orders came pouring in. We're very fortunate with that. Shortly after this gets going, though, I don't know if you remember or not, there was concern about meat processing plants and right, yeah. uh, the, them being contaminated. Well, we entered what we call phase two. We make equipment for hunting. Holy cow. So if the first responder business dipped a little bit, the hunting of the, the bows and the knives picked up to fill that little bit of a decline. And wow. Um, I think people are going to be filling their freezers with uh, – with their own kills coming <laughs> fall. <laughs> it has been very good. 
Mandy's in big trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. And now we're we're entering a third phase, and what we're seeing is parts that were sourced along the Asian rim are now coming back to the U.S. and we're quoting them. A simple example would be control arms. Uh, We have seen so many from so many different potential customers, and they, they tell us flat out, you know, they were over in the Asian rim, and they're afraid to go back there. So uh, this new phase of coming back to the U.S. is, is kind of exciting for us. Tom, did you get any sense when they were sourcing those out of the Asian rim, and, of course, they have to import them, and then there are tariffs on them, then they have to transport them and finally get them to their shop, what the real price differential was between what you could sell them and what they could eventually get them delivered for out of Asia? Any sense back of that? in the day. Sure, back in the day, which is, you know, last last year and before that, <laughs> there, seem, there seemed to be a 30 to 35% difference. Um, we would run into it in higher volume parts. You know, if someone wanted to buy a million, two million or something, you know, we just wouldn't compete. So we looked for the niches with lower volume. We were able to battle on it uh, successfully when we did win and that we carry a lot of raw material in the raw state because we can convert it quickly. So right. our, our customers could order smaller lot sizes, and we could respond quickly to that. So in our pitch was we're going to help you turn your inventory faster, and uh, you can get parts you know, within two or three days if need be. So that, that was the best shot at it. But when you got a 30% price difference, it, it's, you know, it's hard. It's hard. Is it the same have- way now? I'm sorry, say that again? Is it that same way now? Is there still about a 30% differential or no? Uh, There still is. We came across one yesterday, but the fear of sourcing in certain countries is now outweighing the price because they experience disruptions and uh, they are afraid to go to some countries right now. So, uh, there is more sourcing going on here, and we're, we're seeing it. It's very right. nice. Okay. Uh, so. to, to your point about uh, opening up uh, new, new markets or expanding markets and uh, getting involved in export, as you were talking about uh, the uh, Pacific Rim countries where you are uh, now producing parts for them, uh, in a couple of weeks from now, Uh, Tim and I are going to have uh, the uh, number one guy at XM Bank in Washington to talk about the the fact that the COVID has been such a dis that the only way you're really going to survive is is to expand, and if that means creating new products or creating new markets. Uh, so the the plan and the idea that Tim and I had was that there should be more export, and actually export numbers last month through the Institute of Supply Management actually did go up, um, mm-hmm. and uh, which is uh, very encouraging. So we're going to have uh, XM Bank on. Uh, they're they're a terrific group of people. Uh, they're one of the two government agencies that actually make a profit. Uh, all the others hmm. just blow their money. Uh, but they make a profit every year. 
and uh, we're going to find out that it's not really as hard as it used to be to uh, export, that letters of credit, for the most part, uh, uh, I haven't done a letter of credit in probably 20 years. Uh, <laughs> reason, be- reason being is uh, the old expression, cash is king. So right. we, get, we get a lot of deposits uh, on some of the jobs that we do, particularly overseas. So uh, you might want to tune in, and uh, I'm kind of letting our audience know also that XM Bank is going to be uh, on, and uh, we'll be talking uh, about how to do business overseas and how XM Bank can help. And uh, I'm really excited about that show. And actually, they're going to have an article, I believe, in uh, Manufacturing Outlook Easing, uh, mm-hmm. regarding uh, the export outlook and how mm-hmm. they can help uh, uh, our, our listeners and our readers on how to go about doing this. So that was, that was a commercial. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, it, so- <laughs> it sounds interesting because, you know, you go to any seminar, you read any book, it's not 100% applicable to your what you do. But you pick up bits and pieces as you go. You you guys know this, so I I'd be I'd be very interested in listening to that. See what he what he has to say. You never well, know what you I, might gleam out of it. I that's exactly right. And I, I used to have uh, a plan that when I used to go to conferences and so on and expos and trade shows, I would go looking to pick up one idea that I can implement. Because mm-hmm. if you go mm-hmm. there and look at all three thousand. Vendors and try and make something out of it. You can't. So all I want is one idea that I can implement. And this show, I'll, I'll let you know when the show is going to be aired and when the article will be uh, available. So and we'll let we'll let everybody know because it's going to be a hot show. I think it's an important show. I think it's an important function that our government is going to do. By yes. telling the story, which in the past I don't believe the story's been well told. Wow. Yeah, it sounds like a great show. Yeah. Uh, Tom, I want to talk to you about the new technology you've put in place, not just the digital social media part, but more importantly, the digital internal part. You said you could tell whether or not a hammer was delivering a consistent pressure load when you're when you're uh, mm-hmm. forging the metal. Uh, what did that take, and, and was it was there a lot of resistance to it, or was it a, oh, good, this this would be cool stuff? Uh, it was it was all good, this is cool stuff, because what the hourly employees in the shop floor are now seeing, just recently we took down, we, we have two 5,500-ton Weingarten screw presses. We took one of them down. The, the employees thought the press was fine. We knew the press wasn't hitting right. It was off on the tonnage, and the amps were creeping up. So we took a week, dismantled it, had spare parts ready to go. Uh, they now are running the press as of yesterday, and they're like, holy cow, why didn't you guys do this sooner? They could see <laughs> the difference. So they're, they're sure. learning by because we're showing them the numbers and what this means and what it can do to a forging and also make their job easier. So uh, we, we don't have to wait for the equipment to break anymore to, uh, to no, have it break down. Yep. How yep. many employees do you have, uh, Tom? We have 170. 
we're working three shifts, seven days a week. And wow. we need about we need about thirty more right now. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. So, so where are you yeah. located so our listeners can run over and apply? <laughs> Freeport, Illinois. We are west of Rockford, Illinois, by about forty five minutes, west of Chicago by a couple hours. Okay. And and what's your website address Tom, so people can find it? Sure. Uh www.anchor, A N C H O R Harvey all, all one word H A R V E Y dot com. Well I mentioned from you I'm sorry, go ahead. I and of course there's a Facebook page which which shows some of the, the fun things we do at Anchor Harvey. There's a LinkedIn page and we're all over the place. So if you plug us in you'll 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 see us. Oh good, good. Well, and let me ask you this because Lou said when you said you need 30 more, good luck. Um, how challenging is it to find employees in Freeport? And is there anything, you know, that's a real challenge? I know that some companies that we have talked to went out and they got mechanics to work in their laser uh, operation because at least they had a mechanical mind. Other people have reached out to artists because they can conceptualize in their head. How about you? Mm -hmm. What we did at Anchor Harvey, we decided years ago that we wanted to be the best employer in town. So we do certain Mm. things to build a reputation within the community. Um, Let me give a couple examples. When COVID hit, it was right around the time that pay increases normally come out. We were so uncertain we told our employees, we're not going to be passing out pay increases right now. Hang tight with us part of July. Well, in the middle of May, the backlog was so large, not only did we give them a pay increase, we gave them back pay on it. And we brought in a food truck every Thursday that they can space themselves out over our period of time and go get whatever food they want on Anchor Harvey. We, we like to eat at Anchor Harvey. Uh, we get all- <laughs> We get a lot. We give we give out T-shirts. Uh, there's there's other little things that happen with with our company when somebody loses a, a, a family member. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Anchor Harvey treats employees very differently. They're they're part of the team. They know it. So we're we're a, we're a preferred uh, employer within the community. So normally we, we don't have it's it's tight. T- well, it was tight. Uh, it loosened up a lot. We got a lot of people coming in the door now. But um, historically, it may take a little bit, but we'll wind up with, with some pretty good workers here. Yeah, it's a smart approach. Uh, there's no there's no doubt that, you know, it used to be when you went and got a job with a company in the 1950s, it was from cradle to grave. And that mm-hmm. went away in the 80s and 90s. And the companies that bring that back, are going to be really smart and ahead of the curve because they'll have stability in their workforce and in their knowledge base within that workforce. As Lou and I know, there's 10,000 people retiring every day in this country, every day. So the brain drain on manufacturing is huge. Yes, it is. 1,000 dying every day. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> It is. At uh, at Anchor Harvey, our, our turnover rate this year is, is 4.4%. Uh, 
Um, you know, part of that might be COVID, too, where fa- other family members aren't working. So, you know, they're coming to work at Anchor Harvey no matter what. But even last year, without, without COVID, turnover was very, very low. So uh, once they come here and they, they get used to how we conduct our business uh, with them and treat them with dignity and respect and have some fun, check out the Anchor Harvey Facebook. <laughs> they usually uh, <laughs> stick around with us. <laughs> we, we just had a sumo wrestling match not too long ago. So, so we have fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you believe in indentured servitude? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Well, I, I, you know, I hear so many bad stories from employees about other employers. You just kind of learn as you as you get older of what not to do, and we decided right. we're going to do something different. And if you spend yeah. a little bit of money, the return is huge. So right. we, we have a good workforce. Good for you. Good for you. Well, if there's anything else that you'd like to add, Tom, uh, as we wrap up this uh, segment of the show, uh, now's your moment. All right. Uh, You know, for those uh, companies out there that that need an aluminum supplier that uh, has good, consistent parts delivered on time, check out Anchor Harvey. Give us a shot at it. You, You won't be disappointed. So I've enjoyed this conversation, guys. This is a lot of fun. Uh, that's what we try and do. And we try and pass on the good word to people who are, don't have a lot of, uh, uh, resources to get this kind of information. You certainly won't get it on MSNBC and uh, CNN (laughs) and, uh, WPIS and so on. So here we are. We're, we're the voice of global manufacturing. Tom, thank you very much for being on the show, uh, and uh, I'll be looking for your article on closed forgings for our magazine, Manufacturing Outlook. Um, maybe even would want to throw an ad up there. How about that? I think we can do that too. That sounds good, Great. Lou. All right, and, Lou and, Tim, and Tom, we thank you guys. we certainly would love to see and don't be bashful about putting into that article a little bit about your tempering of aluminum because I find that fascinating. You know, usually somebody's got to buy the tempered ingot mm-hmm. and they may have a delay in uh, a matter of several weeks to get a T6 or a T4 or a, a T2 right. or whatever that tempering is and you can do it on the fly in the shop. I think that is really unique. So, uh, thank you for sharing that with us, and thank you for being on Manufacturing Talk Radio. It was my pleasure. Uh, wish you guys continued success. I'm sure we'll be talking soon. All righty, we will be. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Great, Bye. great. And Bye. we've been talking with uh, with Tom Lefebvre, who is president and CEO of Anchor Harvey. It is a closed-die aluminum forge operation in Freeport, Illinois, right in the heartland of the country, so they can get parts to you. Within 36 hours in a crisis moment, so take a look at AnchorHarvey.com. And Lou, great guest, enjoyed the conversation, neat information, and I love what they've done in the digital world to kick their business forward. Yeah, I'd like to go have drinks with him. Maybe I can sneak out some uh, other of his ideas and steal. Yeah, you, need, you need that one good idea that you can implement. That's right. That's right. So, well, okay. 
Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. And be sure to go to Jacket Media Co., jacketmediaco.com, to tune into any of our shows, including this one, Manufacturing Talk Radio, also the WAM podcast, which is Women in Manufacturing, Hazard Girls, about women in non-traditional roles and fields in business, full-time with Amy Nicholas about the work-life balance, Manufacturing Matters with Cliff Waldman as he tackles the economy and manufacturing, and Where's Willie with William Miller traveling the country, working from shop floors to give you an idea of what is happening out in manufacturing. And thank you, as always, for listening to this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. Thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. You can hear our next broadcast each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at mfgtalkradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.